Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Oklahoma Next Gen Leaders Podcast, which is created to ignite your kingdom purpose and equip you to reach your potential for God's kingdom. In this episode, Sister Cheek talks about some parallels of the seed vault and Joseph's life in the Bible and how we can apply it to our lives today. Don't go anywhere. I believe you're going to be encouraged by this word today. Hello, Next Gen Leaders. Welcome to the podcast today. This is Christy Cheek, and I'm delighted to be here with you. I pray that this podcast will help someone today. Um, I look forward to spending some time here, just a few minutes, to um, encourage and help and maybe challenge us today in this podcast. I want to give a shout out to all those that make this possible behind the scenes. They work very hard. Um, they're very patient. They're long suffering. Uh, they're, they really help encourage all of us to do this. And I, <clears throat> this is not my favorite thing to do, but I'm honored to do it. Um, so here I am. And I pray that something I say today will help you. Also want to give a big shout out to our team leaders. Um, I so thoroughly enjoy spending time with them, um, talking, sharing ideas. My goodness, <clears throat> there's some sh- lots of wisdom on this board uh, of leaders, and I really do enjoy spending time with them. So let's just get into this really quickly. Um <clears throat> I was recently made aware of something really cool. I just I I couldn't get away from it and so I I thought I would share it with you all. Maybe you've already heard of this, maybe you already know it. Um but in my 46 years I'd never heard of this and so now I was like, "Man, I'm going to share this with everybody. This is really neat." But up on an island just right above the Arctic Circle, in Svalbard, Norway, there is a seed vault. And this seed vault is just a humongous, built inside of a mountain, icy mountain. Um, It's like a safety deposit box that holds 13,000 years of agriculture history. It's designed to protect over 2 billion seeds. Its nickname is the Doomsday Vault. So, if there was a, God forbid, world catastrophe, world war, that would wipe out the agriculture as we know it, as other countries know it, then they would come and extract their seeds from the seed vault and be able to plant and have um, life-sustaining agriculture again. And so I begin to ponder that. 
uh, read up on it, study about it, and there's no genetic modified seeds allowed in the vault. They're very careful what they allow in there to sustain, um, but there's countries from all over the world that store seeds from their countries in this vault. There's a lot of preparation. Temperatures have to be just right. It's in the middle of this icy, freezing tundra mountain. And as you begin to walk your way through there, you have to go through, I think, like three different metal doors. And each one, it gets colder and colder and colder until you're actually inside the, the vault where they store all of these seeds to preserve them, to keep them. And um, so that one day, God forbid, if we, if we need the seeds, then um, they would be able to produce those and they can thaw them out and they would begin to germinate. And I just thought, wow, we humans, I mean, the brain capacity to come up with that kind of stuff and just the thought process to be able to think like that. I had no idea. And maybe I'm just naive and I am in so many areas, but I just thought to myself, wow, what other cool, you know, uh, what other life's life sustaining secret things are, 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 is there secretly going on to just in case, just in case something was to happen. And I thought of the word preserve Preserve means to maintain something in its original or existing state. And I thought about the seed vault and all it entails. And I thought of the story of Joseph in the Bible about how God had already had this in place. And maybe they got the idea from this. I don't know, but... God gave Joseph the wisdom to preserve life and preserve um, the agriculture for years because there was going to be famine in the land. We know the story. God gave Pharaoh the dream. Joseph interpreted that dream, and therefore he set Joseph over um, all of the... the um, agriculture and and to be able to build storehouses and and storage for food for the Egyptians for the uh, famine that was coming and in that God had a plan to preserve his his people and continue the covenant that he had with Abraham and in Genesis 45 chapter 45 Verses 5 through 7, um, the Bible says, Now therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that ye sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years hath the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in the which there shall neither be earring nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. You see, God had a plan all along to preserve seed. And whether or not um, the world 
as we know it right now, if they had any idea what they were doing. But I promised you that was God's plan all along. It was to preserve seed, the seeds. Um, and I just think it's just an amazing story. I love the story of Joseph. Um, I love the story that he he was able to build a waterway to sustain and, and to give water to the crops. And, you know, that, that story in itself, it's just amazing what God does, even when people that aren't really living for him, but they are directed and guided by him. I believe that happens all the time. And I'm still talking about preserving the seeds. If you had the privilege of attending um, this last next-gen live event that we had, wow, it was such an incredible God moment all day long. It was just incredible. Shout out to the Paseo Church for wonderfully hosting this event. Um, they did an incredible job. I'm so proud of them and the team that was there to, to help and to all the next-gen leaders that were there just, I mean, you didn't even have to think. It was already provided for you before you even thought about it. But I'm just so proud of them and the work that they're doing there and all of you leaders in that church that helped make that happen. What an incredible event, and I'm still gleaning from that myself. But seeds were planted into your life that day as we explored the fivefold ministry and the God-given gifts of the Spirit to the church. And so today, I'm here to just remind you of that. I'm here to plead with you to let what was planted in your spirit that day and also the future meetings to come, not just to preserve the seeds that are planted, but to grow those seeds that are planted. Did you know that one seed of corn will, will yield two to four ears? And from that, you can yield a whole crop. And it's just incredible what you can do. The power of one, just the power of one. So I admonish you to grow those seeds that were planted. Water them by studying and praying, fasting, communing with God. Keep those weeds out. The little gremlins in your head that says, I can't. The birds that want to steal the seed. We all know the parable of the sower. But you know, the problem wasn't the seed, but the problem was the soil. The hard soil are those who hear the word of the Lord, but they either dismiss it, shovel it over to the next one, or don't want to take the time to understand it. The rocky soil, it may initially be enthusiastic about what they've heard and the seed that was planted. But then it fades away and the interest is shallow with no proper root system. Hardships, old hurts and wounds not healed properly can also block 
the growth of the seed. Thorny soil, the person who hears the word of the Lord, but other things choke it out of their lives. Money, pursuit of money, jobs, anxiety, and relationships become their number one focus and crowd out the calling of God. But that good soil grows well and produces a plentiful crop. It gives the seed exactly what it needs to put down deep roots and grow to its full potential. The potential is endless. But next-gen leaders, we have a job also to preserve the seeds that's been sown into us. You can't put a price on what God did in that la- in in the past next-gen live meetings. And what God does through the leadership in our lives. Who will step up as the next brother Stark? with the ability to lead and teach on the gifts and the fivefold ministry. Next-gen leaders, who will step up into the leadership role of Brother Martin or the ministry of Brother Shatwell or the vulnerability and the revelation of Brother Hughes? Let me ask you something, next-gen leaders. Can you be the spiritual seed vault? Think about that. When the times of tribulation are all around you and you begin to look around at your peers, your coworkers, your neighbors, and you begin to see the fear that grips their hearts, the despair the not understanding what's going on, the confusion. Are you going to be the seed vault that at those times you can extract the seeds that have been planted into your spirit and you begin to say, be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Can you extract the seeds of heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. What about the seeds of hero Israel? The Lord our God is one Lord. Or so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Next in leaders. We have a job to do. And when those around you don't know which way to go, they're confused. They don't know which way to turn. They don't even know what questions to ask. You can come up alongside them and extract some seeds that have been planted from generations and generations and say, hey, my God's got a plan and here's what we need to do. 
And I believe that I'm speaking to those of you listening to this podcast. You've got a vault full of seeds that are ready for when the time comes that you are able to produce, to extract, and to preserve what has been planted into your heart. He's looking, God is looking for someone to stand in the gap and to make up the hedge and preserve this precious gospel. And that's you. That is you, Next Gen Leaders. I love you, believe in you, and see you soon. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to follow this podcast and the NextGen social media to stay updated on the latest content. We pray this episode encouraged you, and we will see you on the next one.